Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, of course, but even great teams suffer great defeats, as we found out at Chelsea on Saturday. More on that in a moment. Plus, Frankie turns up the heat by asking me what we've dubbed a spicy question. Good feature, rubbish name. But before Frankie poses me that question laced with sriracha, it's time I check in on him as it's been two weeks without a show due to the international break. And I just want to make sure he's come to no harm. Frankie, are you alive and well? I am just about, just about. Um, yeah, yeah as I, I went on holiday the first time I've left the UK. Oh, wow. The, uh, the pandemic kicked in uh, and I went to Mallorca in Spain. First time I've ever been to, to Mallorca. Did you, did, you, did you scout any players while you were there? Well, actually, I found a lot of statues of uh, Alan Hutton around uh, Palmer. It was, it was incredible. Just this, uh, absolutely amazed by it. I mean, it may have been a Franciscan monk that I was confusing <laughs> it with, but it... Uh, Same haircut. Yeah. And a few like people came up to me and I was wearing a villa shirt and they were like, oh, Alan Hutton, the famous Alan. I was like, yeah. So like, perfect 11, would you put him at right back? And they were like, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. not. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the perfect 11 thing was uh, something we did last year and we put Alan Hutton at right back as a all-time Villa player. And it, the amount of like stick that got was so funny that... Uh, yeah, I think, I think um, at the time, I remember that decision was made more with our hearts than our heads wasn't it because we were just yeah. we were just regaling the um the goal he scored against Birmingham City yeah uh, and that that just really messed with our heads and that, that completely <laughs> that, that took us on and a wave of euphoria yeah and, uh, Alan Hutton made his way into our <laughs> perfect 11 yeah which um, was an interesting decision but uh but yeah in Mallorca he's, he's the man lots of statues around and a uh, very very beautiful part of the world if anyone's listening out there and um yeah I got I got my usual sunburn as well like I am. You, you, know, you didn't. You, you, you're a very pale man. I'm surprised you weren't slapping on the factor factor 800 um, uh, rigorously while you were uh, over there. Trust me, I did, and it didn't protect me. <laughs> beach body ready. I don't think I'm. Don't think I can pull that off. Really. I don't think. I don't think you've ever been beach body ready, Frankie. If <laughs> truth be told. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that sort of you're having memories of Alan Hutton's one lone spell at Mallorca while you were yeah. over there. Um, we yeah. could have. You know what? We could have done him. Uh, done with him on on Saturday, couldn't we? Uh, obviously, oh, Villa, well, Villa, lot, Villa. <laughs> it could be worse, right? Yes. Well, you know, it was it wasn't a defensive, it wasn't a defensive masterclass at, at Stamford Bridge. No. It's, we don't have a great track record there anyway, but um, we lost three nil. Uh, what? It was a funny game, wasn't it, Frankie? Because because yeah. we actually played pretty well. And looking at this, if you look at the stats in terms of possession and. And shots, we, you know, we were very competitive. But obviously, you look at the scoreline, and it suggests we were uh, dominated. But we weren't really, were we? No, definitely not. Um, the first half gave us uh, lots to be excited about for the future. I thought um, playing three-five-two, Chelsea really didn't look comfortable. Sal, um, who they've signed from Atletico oh, Madrid, awful game, isn't it? Yeah, he had a real struggle. I think it, to be fair, you know, new league and new teammates. Um, Sometimes it just doesn't work for you on your first day out. I remember Patrice yeah. Evra had a similar thing when he started out at United and he came good and Sal so talented he will. But, you know, we we really, McGinn really gave him a, a horror show. Jacob Ramsey really put him under pressure. Um, and so I thought our midfield three of Louise, Ramsey and McGinn did really mm. well. Um, and there was so many chances created for... Um, 
It was, well, it was Ollie Watkins, really. Well, not Ings didn't really feature so much, but Watkins had a fair few chances. And again, you know, he's been out for a while. He's still getting his sharpness back. So you'd think maybe if he had a few games under his belt, he'd put one of those chances away. Mm. Edouard Mendy, in fairness to him, was absolutely fantastic. Um, Chelsea's goal, a moment of brilliance, really, from Kovacic. You could maybe say Twan Zabi could have done better. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you are playing against probably the most informed striker in the world at the moment. Luke okay, hell, hell of a pass that, wasn't it, from Kovacic? It was... Uh, yeah. I, really I heard good. the needles stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. And really good striker player from Lukaku. So, you know, you take it, they're, they're world-class, they'll get a goal like that, but we should have... Re- we should we could have been 3-1 up in that first half, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stats prove it. I mean, you know, Villa had 18 shots in the whole game, six on target to Chelsea's 12 and four on target. So 3-0 seems a very odd score. But then second half, Ming said it himself in his tweet today, you know, he called it a crap pass. Um, it, you know, it, it was. Um, it came at really the wrong time. I think we would go, we went out there second half. We started quite well, I thought. And uh, that goal just kind of, when you're 2-0 down at Stamford Bridge against that sort of quality, I think in your head, you know, as a player, it's going to be a long way back now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kept going, um, kept creating, still were unlucky not to score. Um, I, you know, what I would say is I thought Jacob Ramsey, I was really impressed again. He played well against Newcastle the other week. I was impressed with how he did. He wasn't on for long, came off soon after the second goal. Um, third goal was just a moment of quality from Lukaku again. Um, and But overall, I, th- I thought the team did actually did well, which sounds really weird as a 3-0, but it, it's just um, not taking your chances, which Chelsea did, and making mistakes, which Chelsea didn't. And that was the difference, really. Yeah, I mean, also let's bear in mind that you know, arguably our best player last season um, was was kicking a ball about in Croatia. Um, <laughs> well, actually, well, two, two, two of our, you know, I, I'm sure Bendia will come good as well. But obviously, both of them being Argentine, Martinez and Bendia were were involved in that bizarre situation against Brazil where they were <laughs> escorted <laughs> off the pitch by Brazilian medical staff and then and then sort of sent packing. But as things stand, they have to. They have to spend some time in Croatia before flying back to uh, to uh, the UK to to train. So obviously those two were missing. So Steer started. Uh, you know Steer was was fine. He wasn't at fault really. I, I don't think for any of the goals. You know you might you could argue perhaps he didn't read the the pass from from Mings, but that's I think been a bit unfair. I think Mings was probably probably more at fault for that one. Yeah, uh, it was a bit of a slack it. pass, wasn't it? Didn't really give yeah. Steer much chance to to, to try and um, deal with that one. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, you go to when you travel to Stamford Bridge, you want all your players fit and ready, and, and we didn't, we didn't have that to begin with. So we we anticipated in the last show that um, we weren't expecting much. But you're right, you know, as I say, the scoreline suggests that it was what we feared it would be. But in terms of the performance of the players, we'll play far worse than that and win games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and and so you know you've got to you've got to look back on that and, and take some heart from uh, from from that. Um, what was slightly frustrating is is the person that blocked Ollie Watkins's uh, goal line shot um, was Thiago Silva, who up until like two days ago oh, wouldn't yeah. been able to play anyway because he was Brazilian. Yeah. Um, so you know it's just one it's just one of those things where you know. It just fortune wasn't really smiling on us yes uh, on saturday mm. um so um so that was frustrating what what you could say is uh the three five two it was interesting that's what mm. he went for we all theorized he might do it with uh, the wings partnership up front yeah. uh, watkins yeah. and ings 
it's, uh, you know, I thought Chelsea didn't really look comfortable playing against it in the first half, probably no. largely down to Saul, not really doing much in midfield. But um, I thought we looked, it, we looked dangerous, created a lot, kind of worked for us. And then the good thing was that it showed our, you know, the range of options Dean Smith had in the second half and that he was able to bring Leon Bailey on, bring Traore mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, Ings come off and, um, you know, I think that, you know, you can change a formation mid-game, which is something we've not had for a few, quite a while, really. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I dare say there will be games this season where we get to see that fully. I mean, you know, a lot of these players are still bedding in, Leon Bailey, for instance. But um, once they're or everyone's settled, once we're no longer having these constant disruptions, mm-hmm. um, we're more used to each other. Uh, I think, you know, that those range of options will come really good and, and uh, you know, could there could be games where we really pummel some teams. Um, yeah. And, take and, 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 and what's what's good to what's good to see as well is we're going toe to toe with these big sides now mm-hmm. in a way that we never really used to before. Um, yeah. You know, we would we would go to Stamford Bridge or Old Trafford or whatever the Etihad and um, and set up defensively and mm-hmm. try and, you know, you know, uh, nick something on the break if possible. But but no doubt be on the end of a humbling defeat. But now, you know, okay, we lost 3-0. But again, it, as I said, it just doesn't reflect the the story of the game at all. We we did go toe-to-toe with Chelsea and yeah. we were just unlucky that we didn't score. It was just, they, they Mendy was in inspired form for them. You know, a couple of quality saves. Um, we look threatening now from set pieces, like throw-ins now, obviously we're utilising Cash's long throw and even from corners now, we're, we're, we're creating chances, mm. which we never did before, which is yeah. something that we talked about at the end of last season or something that we wanted to improve on this season. And, and already um, uh, we, we seem to, uh, we seem to be, in, be improving in that, in that area of the, of the pitch, which is, which is really good to see. And as you say, we've had such a stop start um, period uh, at the beginning of the season. Not only was our preseason disrupted by COVID and, you know, fixture cancellations, but then we had, you know, Bailey out injured for a while. Traore was injured in a, in a, in a kind of a, a friendly that we had with Liverpool just as the season kicked off. Watkins was injured in, in pre-season. Uh, what else have we had? Um, you know, we've had to... Players getting not, arrested on the pitch in Brazil. <laughs> players getting arrested in South America. Like, I mean, you, can, you can make it up. And, and just, just at a time when we're, we're kind of trying to change our philo- kind of a philosophy, really, with Grealish going, we were so dependent on him. New coaches as well. New coaches, coaches coming in, coaches leaving. You know, it's been a really like fractious start to the season, as, as fractious as I can really remember it, to be honest. But yeah, yeah but yeah, you know, we're 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 still playing good football, and um, yeah. you know, the players that have been playing have been playing well. I'm, I'm really excited by Ramsey now. I think mm, he's really settled into the team. He's he's now probably thinking to himself, you know, I, I'm arguably one of the first names on the team sheet that given how he's played in the first kind of couple of games and you know to cut to go to Sanford Bridge and play as well as he did I thought was fantastic I mean McGinn as well he's he started yeah. the season so well um and uh and you know long may that continue if he longs he you know keeps his keeps his form going and fitness and, and everything I think so yeah I think well, I think you're right about Ramsey um he uh last season when I watched him I thought he was a very like intricate passer of the ball um he's a nice footballer but he also like presses quite well um what i saw when i saw him play at newcastle was he turns like he, mm-hmm. his turn on the ball is very 
He's very intelligent. And there was a game last year against Leeds away where we won 1-0 and he was in centre midfield with Marvellous Nakamba. And I remember him demanding the ball. Yeah, you know, always good to see that, isn't it? A few nice through balls and that. And there was so you could see the potential. I saw a bit of criticism of him last year and I just thought, oh, you know, 18-year-old kids, like, just shut up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And he's he's bulked up over the summer, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think the Chelsea game was another sign again of his intricate passing. And his um he's he's getting forward as well. He's he's getting shots away. And eventually, mm. when one of them goes in, that could be a real turning point for him. I think it could be a moment where his confidence just gets you know grows even further. Um, and then he starts to believe that he's a player. He's a midfielder. He gets goals as well. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about with Jacob Ramsey. You know, I don't I don't want to talk too soon and hype plasm or whatever. But there is reason to be excited about Ramsey for certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And, um, and having someone like McGinn there, who has now adopted that, you know, with Grealish going that kind of leadership role more mm. uh, in the centre of the pitch, I think that will benefit him massively. And, 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 and generally, players, players around McGinn will benefit from McGinn's work rate because he does so much. You know, he, he's, he presses, he harries the, 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 the ball he won um, to set up uh, Watkins for that chance that was cleared in the end by Silver. Uh, was just phenomenal the way he won that. He, he was he mm. just snapped into that tackle, won the ball, played it off. Uh, we should have scored. Um, so you know he had a, he had a fantastic game. And, and and as I say, if you're Ramsey, you 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 benefit massively having a player like that around you because yeah. it allows you to be to have that freedom and 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 be a bit more creative and and get forward and try and contribute to attacking phases of the of the pitch, which which I'm sure is a as an 18 year old kid, that's exactly what you want to do. You want, you mm. want to, you want to be attacking. You want to be, you want to express yourself and, and, and show flair and creativity and try and get some, get some goals, you know, along the way. And I'm sure that, you know, the way he's playing at the moment, I don't think that that first goal will be too far uh, away. And then, you know, the, the sky's the limit for, for him and, and for all our young players coming through at the moment, you know, as long as they play with a, with, with confidence and they're given that opportunity mm. to shine, which I'm sure Smith will allow them to, um, then, then the future's the future's bright. And yesterday was an example of that for for Ramsey. And it's always nice that he's a local lad as well. You know. Oh yeah, Villa, yeah, absolutely. Still a part of the yeah. other week, people chanting Jacob Ramsey is one of our own. You know, we always yeah. we always love that. Um, but I just I just actually go back to a point you made earlier about um, the set pieces. Uh, yesterday, I thought we looked quite dangerous from them, which was something we weren't last season. Um, you know, Tyro Mings very nearly scored from a long mm. throw from Matty Cash. Um, Chelsea never looked comfortable with it. Um, no. We've already scored goal of the month through Danny Ings. Um, that was a long throw in, mm-hmm. headed on from Mings, and Danny Ings gets the uh, bicycle kick uh, against Newcastle. So um, it was noticeable at the Newcastle game that it was a bit more thought through with our set pieces when I was there in the stadium watching it. And um, I thought yesterday, again, I thought there were signs that like it's it's a bit more thought through than it was last season. And I dare say we probably will get more goals from set pieces and be more threatening. Um, that This is the bit, with it with a new Stoke City, aren't we? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> we just, it was the, uh, was it Rory Delap who used to throw the Rory, ball? Rory Delap was the, was the, yeah, the long throw merchant. And then, and then who was, they had this, this massive striker up front who, uh, he was, well, the, Ricardo Fuller Peter was Crouch. the one. Peter Jones. Crouch, yeah, Kenwin Jones. Ricardo Fuller was no slouch either. He yeah, was pretty physical. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're not the new Stoke City. Come on, <laughs> Can you imagine? Come yeah, on. No, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. We're, um, yeah, we're the new Barcelona. <laughs> All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram, 
and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. It's a new section where we ask George a spicy question. It's a part of the show where we get the creative juices flowing or get the controversial debates out the way. So today I'm asking you, Georgios, he's had a great start to the season and it's made me wonder, is John McGinn now Aston Villa's main man? Ooh, that is a... That is a very good question, and 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 quite high up on the um, the spiceometer. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 spicy because we now have a lot of players who I think could um, could become our main man moving forward. I think as things stand at the moment, so early into the season, and McGinn playing the 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 games that he has done, he's obviously played far more than you know Buendia or Bailey, who could become our main men sort of mm. in the, in the months ahead. But as things stand as of this moment, I think McGinn is certainly staking a claim to be our man uh, for the moment and for this season moving forward. I mean, he's had such a good start to the season and, and the Chelsea game um, really kind of uh, highlighted what his strengths are. You know, we, we know what he's like on his, on his, on his, on his best day. He is, um, just an absolute terrier. He is a menace. He's a nuisance to our opposition. Mm. He wins balls. He gets up and down the pitch. He creates. He defends. He's a he's a true kind of box to box midfielder at a, at a really high level. And I think you're asking me this question now because wasn't it a pundit, a Sky Sports pundit? I can't remember who it was who said that he, you know, he was linked with Liverpool in the transfer window. Yeah. Um, and someone said, you know, perhaps he, Graham Souness. Was it night. Graham Souness yeah. who, who suggested that maybe he, he what deserves or should go to a, in quotation marks, bigger club? Um, um, the, the way he stru- he he structured it, they said like that he was bang at it. He was bang at it, and. Um, what did he say? He said uh, there'll be clubs looking at him, and that was the way. He's, he's that's, a, that's, a good, yeah. that's a good impression there, Frankie. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think that's uh, any sort of Scottish bias either. Uh, to be honest, I think he genuinely is a player that can play at a, a very, very high level, and um, I, yeah. I just hope, I hope that it's at, at, at a high level with us. To be honest, I mean, he, he, lo- he does love the club. You can, you can tell that he absolutely loves playing for us and being in the in the side and I think in a weird way I know he was really good friends with Jack and stuff but I think he's looked at this opportunity now for him to to stake a claim and as we said earlier on in the show to be kind of that main man in the center of the pitch to be that leader in that in that side of the in that portion of the of the field mm. whereas I think he probably didn't want to step on Jack's toes in midfield and 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 try and you know um I don't know in his mind perhaps well. overstep the mark from a leadership capacity I don't I don't know I don't know I'm not sure um but I do think now he's taking the reins and certainly with younger players around him, like Chukwameka and Ramsey coming through, that it's mm. now his opportunity as the more senior figure to assert himself. And he's leading by, he's leading by example. Um, mm. Had a great game, as I say, against Chelsea, brilliant game against Newcastle, um, you know, scored against Watford. Obviously it wasn't his best game, um, but I don't think anybody else really particularly shine, uh, shone in, 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 that, in that one. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, got on the score sheet, what a goal it was. Um, so yeah, I, I think absolutely. You know, if, if he, if he's got a couple of really difficult games uh, coming up now and um, 
if he puts in a similar performance against Man United, um, then then yeah, I think again he's, he's just further staking a claim as, as as a really really important player for us. I th- it is a spicy one, isn't it? This question. Yeah, I'm yeah. struggling to think because I think we've got a few big characters: Emmy Martinez, Esri Konsa, yeah. Mings, McGinn. And then you'd say probably Ollie Watkins, Watkins if you'd go down the yeah. spine of the team. I mean, I mean, if Ings as well has been, you know, prolific yeah. in the in the in the few games that he's played so far, you know, he could be a main man if he if he you know keeps obviously scoring for us. So it's a tough one. Uh, being uh, another question for another day would be who is our best player. That's that's probably for next week. But I think um, McGinn, I think as a character and as a driving force in midfield i think there's a good case to be made he probably is now our main man in a sense mm. i'm very tempted to go with ollie watkins being the main man i think i think watkins is an absolutely brilliant footballer now um and once he gets a goal he'll just won't stop this season but mm. uh I'd, I'd i'd be inclined to think mcginn in midfield is the draw is the driving force now um and probably has filled Jack's shoes in a way. And I guess Ollie Watkins might do the similar. Um, but I think the important, what's interesting about McGinn as well is that, like, he, I, I see, he's, I think he's going to be on, on a question of sport. It's like, you know, like, how, when was the last time, like, Villa players, you know, Grealish recently had the Call of Duty thing last season, hmm. McGinn going on a, a question of sport. When, hmm. when was the last time, like, Villa players were, like, popular with the general public, you know? Yeah, like, I, I know, yeah. To, like, almost sort of household names. It's 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 interesting because, they're, they're, as you said, they're, they're characters. It's a long time since we've had genuine characters in our in our side. You know, Mings, he's a, he's a real character. Mings a future prime minister, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Him and Marcus yeah, Rashford running the country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you know, socially conscious... Um, you know, intelligent, affable uh, people that the, mm. the, the the general public can relate to. I mean, McGinn is just he's he's just so funny. You know, he's so likable. He's he's absolutely the person that you want to be in the dressing room with because mm. I do think there's a part of him as well. He's he's very um, he's quite, he can be quite sensitive at times as well. I I do think if you say if you're a young player and you've had a bad game and you know you've had a bad game, I think McGinn would be a good player to speak to. Yeah, so I think he can lift you up. I think he can kind of cut through the tension with 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 kind of his sense of humour, and um and yeah, put put an arm around you and 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 give you gen- genuine advice and stuff, and yeah. be someone that you'd listen to in the dressing room. And 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 if it wasn't for for Mings being around, then um then McGinn would absolutely be our be our captain. I'm sure he's vice Probably, you know, essentially, yeah. he's essentially yeah. vice captain, isn't he, in the squad now? So, um yeah. One example of that I remember uh, was I went to see Villa play at Bramall Lane two years ago, first season back in the Prem, and we lost 2-0. And I remember, I think Courtney Hawes had a bad day that that game um, and made a mistake. I remember watching, after the goal celebration, all that, watching Hawes just looking absolutely devastated. I remember seeing McGinn sort of, sort of sort of look in his direction and like really applauding him on and clapping him on and saying come on mate mm. you know and encouraging him and I think there's a lot of players who would just sort of slump their shoulders and go oh he's made a mistake or you know wonder off and you know be a bit Jamie Tart in um, Ted Lasso about it all um, yeah uh, but he, but he, but McGinn you know he he was encouraging him and I've also read before he's He's good um, in the dressing room um, uh, with with some of the quieter players. He helps pe- bring people out of their shells. So you can't underestimate how important having characters like that in a dressing room really is, as, even aside from what they do on a football pitch. So 
if you take all that all of that into um, consideration, what he does off the pitch um, and um, what he does on it, um, his sort of versatility on the pitch as well, um, he, he you can imagine clubs like Liverpool, United, have been like that's someone we want around. But you know, obviously, I think Villa have to look at it and go, we need we need to keep hold of these players. It's, this is our turn now to try and push into the top four. If holding on to McGinn, I think would be an important part of that. Um, he's comparable in a way to James Milner, probably not a dissimilar standard of player. Um, and he also has a similar running style, I think. He hairs around that pitch. He, he does, yeah. He, he absolutely I've never does. seen anyone it's who hairs, he, that, yeah. he hairs around. He doesn't yeah. run, he hairs. He, he looks like he's on the cusp of tripping over. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, his, 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 like his body is like ahead of his feet almost. He looks, <laughs> yeah. like, he looks like the roadrunner. And, you know, the Scotland um, fans love him, don't they? They've yeah. got, you know, we've got McGinn, Super John McGinn. You know, they, they've got songs about him. He's fundamental to them. And he is, he is fundamental to us. I think if you take McGinn out of our side now, I think we would, we would really, really struggle, particularly in that portion of the field when, when we, you know, people have been talking about, you know, centre mid field being a bit of a weak spot he is our he is our best player in that position so um yeah i think i think going back to your original question i think at the moment yeah i would i would say he is our main man absolutely that was the spicy question and we have both decided that super john mcginn is currently our most important player. Now, do you agree with that? Or do you think it might be somebody like Ollie Watkins? You can let us know by emailing us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or get in touch on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's a tricky one. It's uh, El Kazuiko uh, next Saturday as Villa take on Everton, uh, Frankie, that's always an exciting game. I always like playing Everton. It's mm. two, two good old-fashioned teams going head-to-head and we've got a, we've got a fairly even um, sort of record against each other, don't we? How, how do you think that one's going to go on, on Saturday? The, the OG founders of the league? Absolutely, yeah, Everton, yeah, yeah. Of course. Lester Willie McGregor. Um, yeah, um, I, I do love... The Everton Villa games in when since we've come back in the Premier League, that opening 2-0 when Wesley scored under the floodlights, our first win back in first the league. Win, it? Yeah. it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and there's something about Everton as well where you, you sort of feel they're almost a bit of a mirror image club sometimes, you know. We've had a very similar experience in the Premier League um over the years. They're a different side now um mm. than the one we beat 2-1 at uh Goodison Park a few months ago. Uh, when El Ghazi won El Kazuiko. And then Rafa Benitez will get them organised, obviously. Um, and they've had a decent start to the season. This is recorded before they play Burnley at home. So you never know, that could all go wrong for them. But they've not. They've had a, two wins and one draw yeah. um, to start the season off. Um, they went away to Brighton. Yeah, on 2-0 there. They had 14 chances they created in that game. Uh, and then they went away to Leeds, drew that. Um, created 17 but the on the flip side was creating a lot of chances they actually conceded a lot of chances as well so Brighton had 14 chances and Leeds had 17 chances as well so it was mirror image of the two so um, with Villa being now quite an attacking outfit I think that we'll create quite a bit against them we should um, I dare say, I, I don't 
know how we're going to line up against them. Um, I wouldn't. I, I can't really predict Villa at the moment. It's hard to no. say. Yeah. Will we go four three 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 five two? Um, but they will have Calvert Lewin up front most likely. Richarlison playing off him. And I guess the most important thing is to, um, you know, they're playing four four one one. So Richarlison, I guess, will try and drop into little pockets or holes so it might be a big day for Douglas Louise to try and put a, a stop to his Brazilian teammate mm-hmm. um, so I think it'll be tight I think it'll be a very tight game I think there'll be a lot of chances either way they've done well away from home so far Benitez says that's probably his sort of management style good away from home mm-hmm. so I think we'll could have a couple of tough moments in that game Calvert-Loon of course a really dangerous player but uh, I think we have enough in us to to beat them Definitely. Um, I dare say they probably don't know what to expect from us either. If us as fans don't quite know what to expect either. So it's not easy to plan for Villa at the moment. Um, But uh, we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful and I'm going to predict a, I'm going to predict a 2-1 win for Villa. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, the games that we've had in recent years with Everton have always been tight and they've always been exciting, you know, lots of um, attacking intent from both, both teams. Um, as you say, Everton have started the season uh, very well. I mean, you know, going away to Brighton and um, and getting the result there was was a, was a good win. You know, Brighton have started the season well themselves, but obviously, same old problems, I guess, for them. They've 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 always lacked a, a goal scorer. The fact you know <laughs> that's what they do. They create lots of chances, but there's no one there to put them away. So um, yeah, that won't that won't be our problem. You know, I think I think um, I think that the minutes that Watkins played against Chelsea will do him the world of good. Um, he's, he, you know, he looked sharp, but he did everything but score a goal um, at Stamford Bridge. And yeah, we'll, he'll get opportunities. And um, and I think the fact that we played three five two um, uh, at Stamford Bridge, um, as as I suppose, as in terms of how Benitez plans for Villa, has thrown a bit of a spanner in the works because it just goes to show with the signings that we've made, we can, ch- you know, change formation. Depending on the the, the opposition that we face, mm, it's not yeah. not the case that uh, we we play the same formation every single uh, week. Now we we can we can change it up, and we've got good quality players to play in sort of any position really. So it'd be interesting to see what the lineup will be. Obviously, Martinez and Buendia will be back in contention for that one, so that strengthens our hand again. We're at home. It's a late kickoff. Um, I don't want to say under the lights because I don't know <laughs> what time the sun goes down at the 7th of September. <laughs> what? Is September 18th? Do you reckon the lights will be on at half five? Ooh, I, th- I think second half yeah. it could be, we could be treated to some lights. Yeah, I reckon we could be. And, you know, there'll be a crowd there, obviously, again. Yeah. So that will help us. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I am I am confident. I am confident. Um It'd be interesting to see how Everton get on against Burnley tomorrow. You know, if they win that, they'll they'll be in you know good spirits, good form, good confidence. So, I'm I'm expecting a I'm expecting a good game. I'm hopeful of a good game. Um, yeah. They've made some kind of very astute signings. Everton, you know, not spent much money. Damari mm. Gray and Andros Townsend. There's, there's two Rondon as well. Rondon, yeah, like Rondon. a left field signings but you know gray in particular has really shone so far this season so mm. it'd be interesting to see how he does and he's a former blue nose i'm sure he'll be delighted he'll be really sort of chomping at the bit to try and get one get one over us but um uh yeah i'm, I'm still i'm still confident as i say with martinez and when are back and watkins with a few more minutes in the in the tank um i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you frankie i think we very rarely agree uh <laughs> you and i but, um 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna also say yeah two two on to two, two on to Villa yeah I'll tell you what I'm thinking about it Emmy Martinez and Jordan Pickford could you imagine them getting the rave on together <laughs> going to a nightclub like just in the in a festival at the front moshing away like those two would be an absolute they'd be so scary to be around wouldn't they they'd oh, be going yeah. for it it's something I, it's something about keepers though isn't it they're always a bit. <laughs> always a bit odd yeah <laughs> a, bit, a bit weird i did I, I mean when when martinez was giving it the um was sledging the uh was it was it uh colombia in the penalty yeah, shootout yeah, yeah. in copper america oh I mean, yeah yeah mean is playing for everton Yerry well. Mina, he, was players, yeah. is playing. he was yeah he was um he was and um so that'll be an interesting meetup won't it yeah. he did the old the old thrust hip thrusts when, uh, <laughs> when he saved, saved that'd be it, wouldn't it? i reckon like pickford would be giving it like their arms in the air it's, hair swinging around i think um <laughs> martinez would be doing that hip thrusting wouldn't it be he'd be absolutely terrifying <laughs> and then like someone like someone like bloody like allison would turn up then you'd be like oh this this is too, these guys are too much for me like, yeah you'd, you'd have to you'd have to be getting your uber home wouldn't you yeah um so yeah yeah but all right we both agree villa everson um actually before we go george there's something i want to mention something i want to mention here oh, okay yeah this week we we put out our first player interview. Uh, it was with John Dean, who yep. mentioned before on the show is my uncle, so that helps to get get the interview. <laughs> um, but he, uh, but yeah, it was great to talk to him about his time playing for a golden era Aston Villa from 1975 to 1979. Lifelong yep. Villa fan, same school as uh, Jack Grealish, actually, so, and so very similar eerily similar upbringings in a way um and then he came back as assistant manager in uh 2001 under john gregory and later graham taylor uh it's done we've got loads of listens to it it's got lots of really nice reactions to it so thank you to everyone who's listened and i hope you know if you haven't listened yet please do give it a listen um it, it's really it's been it was it was really nice yeah, no, it's it's it, it was a, it was a great listen, Frankie, and um, albeit the fact he is your <laughs> he is your uncle, um, <laughs> yeah. it it is it is a genuinely uh, interesting insight into you know the 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 life and career of a player at that time for for Villa, which was um, kind of a little bit kind of reminiscent of um, of the period that we're in now at the moment. Kind of it sort of stems just after a period of um, a bit of a decline, really. Yeah. Yes, you're and, right. And yeah. kind of growth uh, through the uh, through the late seventies, early eighties, which culminated in such fantastic success in uh, 1982. Do you remember what happened in 1982? Oh, I'll tell you what. If it's the same happens, that means Tyrone is <laughs> lifting that Champions League trophy. Can't wait to see that. Um, we're on the we're on the cusp of something special. Doesn't seventies football just sound a little bit like like oh, alien, I mean, like bit oh, alien, yeah. like if you've taste. Away. Like we we've grown up in the sanctified world of all-seater stadiums, divided fat away and home fans. Um, yeah, the Premier League era, like the it, the division, like the seventies, just sounds a bit like you know the story he told about like Rangers fans invading the pitch, and he's standing yeah. on the pitch, and he can hear in the crowd there's something, and then the, all the fans run on. And you're like thinking, wow, like I'd love to go back just to experience it, like. Just once, yeah. You know, just I, I mean, it, it, it would have been, yeah. I mean, if you could get a time machine and go back to kind of just a, any sort of match from the 70s, it would be just this vis- <laughs> visceral experience. But you're right, you look back, I mean, when you look back over footage from the 70s and 80s and you know, very, very early 90s, even it's, um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, a world away from, from what we live in at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's a, as I said, it's a fascinating listen, and um, for anyone interested in. 
in someone who was, uh, um, you know, a, a big part of uh, of um, Villa's history at that time, um, then then do listen. It's, it's well well worth a li- worth a listen, Frankie. It really is. Thank you for listening to this show. Uh, I've been your host, George Linsky. I will uh, see you next week, Frankie. Yep, see you next week up the villa. Up the villa. Uh, we'll be back to talk over uh, the game against Everton on Saturday. Uh, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs>